Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey everyone, I'm Jess. I'm Jen. We are Fat Mascara. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so today, we're going to be having a replay of one of my favorite episodes, The Laser Guy with Dr. Robert Analik. That's right. So we were airing this now. I was being strategic about this because I was thinking about you don't get your laser treatments or your light treatments during the summer. You can, but dermatologists recommend against it because you are ultimately fixing light damage and you want to stay out of the sun for like a good I mean, honestly, we all want to stay out of the sun. You're going to wear a ton of sunscreen, but like you can't even go like outside in the summer if you just had a laser treatment, even with SPF 50 and like a hat. It's just like, get your money's worth. Do it when the summer is over. When it finally cools down and the days are shorter, that's when you want to get your laser treatments done. And Robert Analik is the guy to guide you through that. He specializes in cosmetic dermatology. He's a board-certified dermatologist and laser skin surgery. He's also a professor of dermatology at NYU. And now this originally aired in 2019. So it's an excellent primer on how laser therapy works, laser facials, just how light therapy works in general. So it'll give you good basics to think about some treatments if that's something that you're interested in doing for yourself. But I was thinking, Jess, it could be time to do a little laser update as well. What do you think? Well, we've talked about lasers tons, but we only have one laser dedicated episode. Oh no, we've got to get back. We've got to get back. We to do lasers. because there's been some um, major, you know, updates. new devices since then. Which, thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned for Dr. Robert Analik, the laser guy. Yeah. 
you're already giggling like crazy because I do not think he likes being in this little studio. <laughs> well, there's very little ultraviolet rays, so I'm very impressed. That's true. Our yeah. soundproof studio is kind of small. He said it looked like the Instagram tiny room. Yes. <laughs> Let's get that started. I don't know, like that studio. I yeah, don't know. Hashtag yes. Welcome, Dr. Thanks. Alex. Thanks for Welcome. Having me. You came here after a tough day at work, a long day. All day injections. Injecting, lasering, all day. Hours and hours of it. All right, we're going to get to that. Yeah, sure. Um, I was about to say, you look quite youthful. You oh, are thanks. very like youthful person. I feel you have a very young energy. I, I love feel that. You remind Not bad me. For 82. I, <laughs> I never said this to you, but you remind me of like my friend. Uh-huh. And he like he's very like we've been friends since we we're like fourteen. Yeah. And I feel like he still looks like that and you remind me of him. It's oh, a like, very that. youthful vibe. I love that. But the funniest thing is like you I feel I've known your name forever and you are like kind of legend in the oh, business. My goodness. I'm gonna you, come here every day if I hear this. You're gonna come back to this little like I look hut. youthful, I'm legendary. <laughs> this little like Hansel and Gretel house. <laughs> um, but you've been like you're a top guy, so thanks. What this is a little bit of an embarrassing question, but like, what does it take to be like a top guy? I always wonder, like, who makes these like top guy lists oh my in, in dermatology? He was on Harper's Bazaar's list once, right? He, yeah, well, he's Goop he's on called our, you the he, top. Yeah, he's on our anti-aging awards panel, but yeah. he's also like, <laughs> I mean, you are like the guy. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, you know, a lot of it's like anything, hard work and luck. And, um, you know, I've been working at this for years and years and years. And when I was finishing my medical training in medical school, I looked at dermatology. I started focusing that. And within dermatology, there's so many different areas to specialize in from rashes and skin cancer and cosmetic work. I just had a knack for this. I did a lot of clinical research in this area, and then my outcomes were really good. So I just kept evolving with mm-hmm. this, and and I think a lot of my patients like the aesthetic that I have, and and so that's why it's taken off. What's the aesthetic that you have? I do think that a lot of cosmetic dermatologists have a gathering of patients who continue to come, and then their friends come along, and you can kind of get a sense of how people look. Some people. You know, in Miami and Los Angeles, it is true that some people go to more extreme looks, you know, maybe lips that are too large for a face to look natural or too much of this or too frozen that. And I really lean towards that more natural side. And I think that most of my patients walking out the door, you'll see that they look fresh. They look youthful, like your friend, I guess. But they look <laughs> they look natural. And I think that people know that they don't have to be afraid if they walk in and they're going to walk out looking good, too. Mm. You also have a reputation as like the laser guy, oh, right? I love that too. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, it's in your practice is laser and skin surgery. It's right there in the name, right? Sure, we do a lot um, of it. Okay, lasers can be very confusing, very. Not, and other light devices as well. So I feel like we need to do a little physics lesson before yeah. we get into this episode. Yes, Doctor Alec, what is a laser? Yeah, and I, how does it work? I, I love that question. Okay, uh, because they're not all the same. Um, let's talk about physics. Beams of light are forms of energy. And that form of energy can either bounce off of something and it goes into our eyes and we see the colors. So if something looks yellow, it's because a beam of light bounces off something and comes into our eyes and we see yellow. Or a beam of light can target something and instead of bouncing off, it can be absorbed by that target. So we use lots of different lasers to target specific things in the skin by using wavelengths of light that will be absorbed by that target. So if we're targeting pigment, we have lots of different wavelengths that can be absorbed well by pigment particles called melanin. If we're targeting blood and birthmarks and blood vessels that are just a cosmetic nuisance, we have other lasers that can specifically target those. But we have to know how to use them, why we use them, different wavelengths, different energies based on the size of the blood vessel, let's say, if it's large or if it's small. And then we do use a lot of other lasers that are absorbed by especially water. Water sits around all the collagen in our skin. 
So if we can create pinpoint heat among all those layers of water around the collagen. Using light. We're using light. Okay. We are stimulating a heat response and a collagen-building response, almost like tricking the skin into a healing phase mm-hmm. where it recognizes damage from the sun and the ability to produce new collagen to restore or rejuvenate the skin. And how would a laser be different than something like LED lights, light-emitting diodes and treatments with that, or IPL, intense pulsed light. Is that still a laser? They're not. So people call anything that uses energy a laser. I've Mm. noticed that not just with IPL, which is technically not a laser, but even things like uh, all therapy and thermage and cool sculpting. And those are like radio frequencies. Totally different. Not a laser. There are other forms of energy. So there's the – Einstein really is behind all of our beautiful skincare. Nice. (laughs) This idea of this electromagnetic (laughs) uh, energy spectrum that we can choose from, um, these all sit within this. So there's light and there's radio frequency and other forms. So, yes, tightening devices like thermage use radio frequency. IPL is actually using many wavelengths of light. So we're not just targeting one that's absorbed by a specific target, but instead you're shining a bright light. Okay. I I do favor certain strategies for targeting certain things. And there is some overlap. Thermage has nothing to do much with a laser, but IPL does have some overlap, meaning an IPL stands for intense pulse light. You can target blood. You can target pigment. You can target collagen with this sort of device. But I generally find that it's not going to do something that um, a laser can do as well. So if I if I was, a let's say, a rash dermatologist, a skin cancer specialist, but I wanted something or I was in a rural area where I didn't have cosmetic patients all day where I was specializing in this, I could use an IPL to address a number of cosmetic concerns that a patient has. Okay. But if somebody had you know, real frustrations with blood vessels or real frustrations with pigment, I'd be encouraging them to use certain lasers that I would have. And it's a luxury. We have everything. So we can pick and choose from so many so options. So lasers are like the big guns, literally. They are. And yeah. like you picture them like guns, So here's, right? <laughs> here's a question. Like, you know, are la- I know that lasers have been around for a long time, like just as a, you know, a tool in the world. Yes. But have lasers in skincare been used as aggressively as they are now, or is this kind of like a newer thing? Well, they keep getting better and better. And so what that means to me is more effective and safer. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the 1960s, there was a laser um, called the Ruby laser that was an early, developed early on. And I don't think they understood how they were going to be using this. Now, on a routine basis, I reach for a Ruby laser. But this laser can have good energies and large spot sizes, and I can target pigment particles because that beam of light that comes out of a ruby laser is absorbed by the pigment particle. So uh, it is evolving over time. Um, all right. So we were talking about, you know, the person who might just use IPL for this and the other thing, but you have all these, you know, this amazing tool chest and lasers. Can yes. I go with my arsenal? <laughs> my weapon analogy? <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> so, I'm trying not to make this frightening. <laughs> sorry. You know what's frightening? And I just want to say this, and, and I hope everyone really hears me. I'm thinking about, I guess this is with any doctor, you know, anyone who has, you know, tools that can help you or harm you. This feels so sophisticated. My eyes did kind of glaze over for a second when you were like talking about <laughs> One point. It's I'm thinking like you need somebody behind like you need an expert with this stuff. Like, you don't I want, want him to have master's level physics knowledge. Master's. No, forget that. Like yeah, yeah. doctorate with like extra bonus levels. Like, yeah. okay. Uh, like, I will tell you though, you know, I, I remember a dermatologist who's very funny said that, you know, our field is shooting itself in the foot because we're developing so many technologies that are so safe. So people really feel like cowboys out there, like anybody can do this. And the, I, I, even yesterday, I saw a patient come in who a couple of years ago went somewhere 
it was I th- she said it was her internist who does mostly family care and primary care, but decided that she was going to buy a laser or two. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And she wanted to have her redness treated. Now she didn't think twice about this. this is her doctor? I understand that you have, mm-hmm. there's some level of you know respect and authority. You feel like this person knows what they're doing, but this poor patient who was going to have blood vessels treated on her face, she has a really big scar on her forehead. And that was from the laser yeah. use, being oh, used improperly. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, so that should never happen. And if you don't, yes, uh, these things can be simplified, but there's such a safety factor here. And you just don't want to mess around with it. It's not If it's not your field, you shouldn't be working with it. And patients, please ask, are you a board-certified dermatologist? Do you do this every day? These are really important questions that you know you're being treated in a safe way. There's there's such a specificity to everything you're talking about. And like, I can turn the laser up a little bit this much, or maybe this one is the better thing. Like, there, it feels so sophisticated, or is so sophisticated that this is frightening to think that there are little like laser, you know, wizards around here just being like... E- there's so many little shops. I've seen so many town people with janky tattoo removal because they went to like the drive-by <laughs> laser place, yeah. and then it bubbles up, and they end up with a burn. It's and really scary. It's, yeah. yeah, there's just it, it, it's almost being seen as like, oh, they'll just laser it. You know, exactly. I've heard I've heard things like that. that. Yeah. So anyway, so I want to get into just some specific concerns because I know people have probably listen, are probably listening, thinking, you know, I have this is a laser the answer. Right. So. What about if you're somebody that has dark spots? Um, I'm going to call them sunspots, yeah. but is that is that the right term? Yeah. Um, that's one of the biggest examples of brown spots on the face. So something that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. So you can have uh, – the medical term for a, what people call a sunspot is a solar lentigo. I don't okay. want your eyes to glaze over again. So. <laughs> oh, no. Look at me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. more. Let's do it. <laughs> but there's other kinds. There's uh, ones that don't come out because of sun. They're just coming out genetically. And there are other fre- like the freckles. Freckles, freckles so are a little different as well. I was going to get to that. But if you're going to bring it up, let's let's do yeah. it. Like, but what's the difference have... between freckles, which I wasn't born with as a baby? Right. You know, I wasn't like a freckly baby. Like, right. they form. Right. I'm predisposed to freckling. Right. But, right. you know, like my friend, um, I'll just call her E, she texted me the other day and she was like, <laughs> Um, you know, I have a dot on my nose and right. I'm like, what, what, I have many. That's so E. It's so <laughs> <laughs> it is so E. She wants to go get it removed. Right. I'm like, well, my whole face is dots. So right. like, what's the difference? Right. Well, if you have one spot that really stands out, I could understand why cosmetically you'd want it removed. Mm-hmm. But another reason to see a dermatologist for a laser treatment is you want to make sure this is not, God forbid, a cancer yeah. or mm-hmm. something dangerous mm-hmm. that could happen. Um, if, yeah, I... There's a lot of different reasons why you have spots. And, you know, you don't have to go and treat every freckle on your face. In fact, I don't even encourage that. If someone is naturally somewhat freckly and they're friends and people know them that way, you can keep a lot of that and still look beautiful. Are these solar latigas? Lit- lit- it's too dark in this dark room. <laughs> This little square box that you guys see have. See if Jess's freckles are indeed. <laughs> well, that, if you but can't really see freckle, them that well. A freckle well. tends to get darker with more sun exposure and yeah. start to fade uh, when you have less sun exposure. So you definitely see those come out in the summers. There are other sun brown spots that kind of stay the way they are that come about after years of sun exposure that we call solar lentigo or sunspots. And there are other sun spot, brown spots that just come about because they're going to come about. We call them simple lentigo. And there's other brown spots too. There are benign growths that are so common. They sound crazy called seborrheic keratoses. When they're flat, they can look like a sunspot, like mm-hmm. a flat brown spot. There's a special term for that, but I won't say because it glaze over for you. <laughs> but there are thicker ones too. So mm-hmm. any of these really thin, small, dark brown spots that are on your body, especially mm-hmm. the face, that seems to be the primary that bothers people, but the neck and the chest too, and the hands, you can use lasers to target the pigment of that spot and make it go away. There are 
many types of lasers that you can use to accomplish this. There, I mentioned the Ruby laser earlier. This is one of what we call Q-switched lasers. Mm -hmm. Q-switched is a physics term, but in general, we refer to them as Q-switched lasers. And there's Q-switched Ruby lasers and Q-switched YAG lasers and Q-switched Alexandrite lasers. And we have all of them in our office. And I sometimes pick and choose between different ones based on what the background skin type is. So if somebody okay. has very fair skin like you, Jessica, I could really use any of those lasers, but I would probably use a Ruby laser. But I wouldn't use that on someone who has darker skin. Like if a patient comes in with Indian skin or um, Asian skin, I have to be more cautious because they have a natural higher quantity of pigment in the background. So there are certain lasers that I can use that are safer in that setting. Now, you didn't mention black skin or African-American skin. Is that because people with really dark skin have to steer away from lasers? I know that used to be a concern, but what's going on with that now? People with black skin absolutely can have laser treatment. There are certain things that you can do far more easily, and there are certain things that you have to do extremely cautiously. So when you're talking about a dark brown spot, it is very challenging to treat a dark brown spot that's darker than the surrounding skin on black skin. Right. You can absolutely do it, but I, if I was in this setting where somebody came in and they had lots of them, I would try one first with certain parameters, certain safety profile, and make sure that you get a good result. The biggest concern with treating a brown spot on anybody's skin, whether it's fair skin or darker, is that you could alter the background pigment of the normal skin. You don't want to leave that. Like a halo with, effect or something. A halo effect. Or if you, let's say, get rid of that brown spot, you don't want to leave a lighter area behind it. Now, that's extremely uncommon when things are done extremely safely. But when you're talking about a setting of a dark brown spot on darker uh, black skin, it's much more challenging. And you wouldn't want to just treat 50 spots without making sure that it was going to be perfect. Mm. Do you think it's going to always be like that? Or do you think that no. the lasers are getting better? I think lasers are getting better. And I think that um, you know there are other strategies that might come about that allow us to do different things that we don't know about yet. real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. 
Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. I know we have some more concerns we wanted to ask you about, but this yeah. made me think, if I go to a doctor's office and they only have one laser and they're like really convincing me, mm. oh yeah, this is going to do it. Should I be wary? You should. They should have a whole They made a big investment plethora. in one technology <laughs> and they're going to want to use it. Now, I really feel that most doctors are ethical and I really, I, I, just, I just find that in as a general community they are, but there's definitely going to be some push on their end to be able to pay off this one device. And also they want to make you happy and they want to use what they have. How much do these devices cost you guys? A lot. Like hundreds, thousands of dollars. Yes. And how many of these little robot-y, roll-y-round machines do you have in your office? Too many. (laughs) Like like dozens? So many, yes. Really? But, you know, you can do that if you're using them a lot and you're treating a lot of patients and, um, you know, it it makes sense. And you also test these things for some of the companies. We have a clinical trials department in our office and we have probably 20 clinical trials going on right now. Oh, wow. Many of them are with um, lasers that we're using. And some of them are not lasers. Like little R2-D2, who's the guy from Star (laughs) Star Wars? Right? They, they all kind of look like That's that. That's my medical assistant. It's funny. I was, <laughs> I was picturing the Muppets, like those, like the scientist Muppets. Oh, no. I meant the laser machine, oh, uh, not yeah. him. Oh, I was you picturing, mean the crazy yeah, white hair? Yeah, and... I was picturing them like doing tests. That's so, <laughs> this is why we're not doctors. I can make them look a lot more youthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Can we go on to another, another concern? Yes, yeah. please. Okay. Um, what about how do you treat someone who has broken blood vessels or redness on their face? That seems like a very different concern. Yeah. So... It, it's a completely different approach in terms of what lasers we would use and how we would use it. Um, 
we would be using lasers that have wavelengths of light that target the blood. Um, the very common ones out there that you can see if your doctors out there have, if you're looking for them, are things like the V-beam laser, which is a type of pulse dye laser. But a V-beam can be very effective at pushing away redness and broken capillaries on the face. And um, again, because we have so many things, when I treat redness in my office, I use two lasers at once. I use that V-beam laser, and I also use something called an XLV laser. And the reason is that all these lasers and how we use them have advantages. And the XLV laser is far superior in my mind at getting rid of little lines and dots as opposed to the background pink discoloration. So uh -huh. do you like know what the I mean by that? telegnatio things. Telangiectasia. Yeah, around yeah. your nostrils a lot yeah. of people so have them. So if you see the little red lines that we call telangiectasia yeah. around the nose and little there's little red dots on the body sometimes that have a cute name called cherry angiomas. Oh, oh we I about did that. DIY dermatology on my cherry angiomas. <laughs> Early episode. Everybody go back, but continue. Uh -huh. um, but man, those can really be eliminated so quickly and easily when I use this XLV laser. But again, it's based on a different laser technology uh, than what the V-beam laser Which is. Which is more for like a rosacea-y face with Exactly. Like a okay, a lot it. of background pink. And a good example, a way to understand that is if you've seen people have those port wine stains, those birthmarks, mm -hmm. you don't see actual little red lines and dots. Instead, it just looks pink. Yeah. I can use a V-beam laser to eliminate that in a different way than I treat just broken capillaries that are cosmetically frustrating. But that's the kind of background pink that we can target beautifully with a V-beam laser. So if you are looking to treat that and you see a doctor's office that has an XLV or a V-beam laser, they'll likely be able to help you well as long as they're experienced and they know what they're doing. You're like an artist, like painting with light. To <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking like, oh, he's like a chef. Like oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's somewhat, like, it's somewhat like that. So it's not, I think a lot of people, you know, I'm sure you hear this as a doctor, people, maybe not so much with lasers, but certainly with like injectables. Mm -hmm. People come in, they say like, I want Juvederm. <laughs> or right. like, I want, you know, a right. Botox is maybe a little or, bit too or broad. Or Fraxel, we said a lot. Yeah, we, we were just literally saying that But when you walked in, we're like, you know, my friend has asked me for a Fraxel who like literally did not know, you know, right. she can't name one dermatologist. You know, she's <laughs> Like, uh, I need uh, yeah, she's like, give it to me, like looking to the sky. <laughs> and what does that even mean, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure like, you know, with lasers, do people ever like come in and tell you what they want? Or is it just like, they're like, help me fix this? Like, is there a right. brand awareness with, with lasers? There is some brand awareness. You're right that Fraxel is probably the highest brand awareness when it comes to a laser. Mm -hmm. um, as, and Botox is the highest brand awareness for, a, you know, an injectable. Um, but there's a lot out there. The people who come out looking the best are those who say, what should I do? They just show right. you their concern yeah. and let you treat yeah. it. Um, and then you can make a lot – I can make a lot of recommendations as to what will help the most. I think one big difference in getting any of these things done – I mean, you asked about the brown spot and, and, and the blood vessels. What I also have to factor in when I'm giving advice is what can people do socially? I mean, what sort of social downtime can people have? Are people professional and busy and running around? They can't look like they've had anything done the next day or not. That affects what we can choose to do. With a brown spot, if we want to eliminate it, I can use many of those lasers that I mentioned, these Q-switched lasers. The problem is that you will be left on your face on that spot with a scab that will be there probably up to a week or so. So how can you do that if you're in front of people every single day? That's mm -hmm. challenging. But if you have blood vessels, you can really do that pretty easily and the next day look pretty great. But with that, you do sometimes have to do that a few times to get your optimal result mm -hmm. as opposed to when you treat the brown spot and you do get left with a scab. 
often that spot, that spot is entirely gone you, with one referral. You brought up another concern. I think you're like, I have to worry about downtime. You know what else we have to worry about as patients is price. Like, sure. I know it varies so much depending on where you live, the type of doctor you have. But just to give us a ballpark, like, what is the biggest number that someone has walked out of your office after laser treatment and like had to pay? <laughs> it's we Jessica. Have to, we, yeah. So what did Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> like, are we talking uh, five digits? Uh, well, oh, easily no. twenty thousand I mean, dollars. I can't get into all that, but it can be. It can His be. Business it can be expensive. Kill him. It can be expensive, and but that's you know no one should ever feel pressure about that um, when they're getting a consultation with whoever they're seeing. Um, I discuss this with patients. I can make recommendations, and when people ask me what they should do, a lot of it will be influenced by social downtime and what sort of things they can spend their money on, mm-hmm. and if they. If they need to strategize and optimize because they can't do everything, that's okay. Um, I, I I enjoy helping them prioritize what will make the biggest cosmetic impact and what they should focus on and what they should not focus on. But I feel like sometimes doctors, when you go in the office, they don't know the prices and they just recommend and then they're like, go talk to my business manager. Is it okay for a patient ever to ask the doctor, like, how much is that going to cost? Right. I, I think that absolutely a patient should feel totally comfortable saying, you know, I really can't do all this or I can't do all that and help me figure out what's the best strategy with mm-hmm. what I can do. And that's totally fair. And everyone should feel comfortable in any doctor's office. I, I can't stand that idea that someone might feel pressure from a doctor and nobody should ever feel that way. Yeah. So that's they should nice book like hear. a con- consultation Absolutely. first before they like go in are a big part guns of... blaze and I need Fraxel, right? <laughs> right, right. I get it. I get yes. it. And we're going to talk about what Fraxel is in a second. <laughs> should we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't we, we keep on mentioning Fraxel since it is this one, this a treatment that keeps yeah. on coming up a bit more. What is it exactly and who is it good for? Yeah. So Fraxel, I mean, I laugh. Patients sometimes ask me that. And I say, frankly, Fraxel is good for everybody. And the reason I say that is that it is a collagen stimulator. Everyone's going to have weakening of their collagen layer as we naturally age. This is one of the ones that does that water boiling thing that you were talking about to make. Okay, exactly. Got it. Yeah. See, her eyes didn't glaze over. Oh, I love this <laughs> stuff. I'm, so, I'm still with you. I just like, listen, just like do it. Don't tell me about it. Just like I need make it to work. So big picture, the Fraxel, when you have that done, the goal is to improve fine lines and texture and to brighten the overall skin tone. Mm-hmm. There are several types of Fraxels that have the Fraxel brand name. There are two types of mild Fraxel Clear and Brilliance. There's two middle-intensity Fraxels called the Fraxel Restore or the Fraxel Restore Dual. And there's a very strong Fraxel called the Fraxel Repair. There are many other kinds of lasers. I think I need repair. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you don't. Um, there are many other lasers out there that are similar to Fraxel. And I do find that sometimes people refer to everything as Fraxel that are similar. They're not all the same. Mm-hmm. But the, where the name Fraxel comes from is it is a fractional laser. So what that means is part of these advances in lasers that we've had since the 1960s when these were really being developed in labs is that when the laser touches the skin, it doesn't have to touch 100% of the surface, but instead can touch the skin in a fractional pattern or a pixelated pattern like newspaper prints or computer screen pixels. And we can control what percentage of the skin is touched and what percentage of the skin is not touched. And that is helpful because if you leave behind a small percentage of untouched skin throughout all the treated area, the skin heals more rapidly and it's so much safer. Back in the 80s and 90s when people would have these heavy-duty resurfacing lasers or deep dermabrasion or deep chemical peel that wiped off 100% surface of the skin, the skin could either come out beautiful or up to 20 
to 25% of the time, there could be scarring and depigmentation. This is like the Samantha Jones in Sex and the City. <sighs> right. I, I, people refer to that all the time, and I have to see that episode. <laughs> Just trust us. I'll, <laughs> send you, I'll send you a clip. Send me the clip. It's, it, you'll get it. You'll laugh. But I think that what I've heard about it so many times from my patients, but I think that with that, it was the aftermath, right? Looking she can go and, to like the book party. Right, yeah. right. So you can still look like that <laughs> as you're healing based on which laser treatment we're talking about. But because the lasers are fractional, they're so safe. With the strongest version of the fractional that we were talking mm-hmm. about, we published a study of 2,000 patients treated in our office, and none of them had scarring or depigmentation. And I couldn't say that would happen, even with the most optimal skill for the technology that was around in the 80s and 90s. What wow. about melasma? I've heard some people, it's like this running underground myth that Fraxel like, <laughs> triggers melasma. Does it? Uh, well, it's not a myth. Um, if somebody is going to have melasma, they're going to have melasma. Melasma is this pigmentation that appears on mostly women's skin. The vast majority, 95% or more of the people that have melasma are women. Um, it's a strange pigmentation that appears often between the eyebrows, on the upper lip, and on the cheeks. Um, it's genetically driven. And then there are things that um, stimulate it to appear on the skin. And hormones are, women's hormones are a big reason for it. So that's why most are women. So pregnancy called, yeah, can pregnancy bring it out. Birth mask, control can bring whatever. it out. Exactly. Mask mm-hmm. of pregnancy is the name that they've given to it. But even just starting birth control can bring, can bring it out. Um, but it's not always only hormonally driven. It can be driven tremendously by the sun. So a lot of sun exposure can bring it out. Um, so there are ways to treat it. And there are, are things that can make it worse. Um, I've... I, I would never say that Fraxel could um, make somebody get melasma because they're probably going to get it anyway. Okay. But if you have something that's very strong and irritating on the skin and you have melasma, it can make the melasma worse. Mm, the so, irony here. You're trying to like, yeah. fix it's a tug skin of war. tone and then you make it. It is. Yeah. It's a tug of war. So there are strategies for uh, melasma. And uh, I use the mildest version of that Fraxel called the Clear and Brilliant and specifically the Fraxel Clear and Brilliant Permea, which is technically a certain wavelength of light that we use with that version of the Clear and Brilliant. And it is remarkably helpful for melasma. There is no cure for melasma. It is so frustrating. When somebody comes in with that cherry angioma that you described or the sunspot that you Mm. were describing earlier, I can very often confidently say, I really think this is going to go away. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this once or twice, and we're all going to be thrilled. When I have patients coming in for melasma, I don't have that level of confidence that it's just going to go away. Mm. In fact, I doubt it will just all go away. But I think that most people who do try to treat it with all the technologies that we have available can have their melasma improve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other frustrating thing that all of my melasma patients have to keep in mind is that there is not a cure. So if we work on this and it gets better, but then they go out in the sun, it's right. going to it's come like, back. Right. So. It's I had, a treatment. I had, it's when you mentioned the clear and brilliant. Um, I did that in your office. Mm-hmm. It was so, I mean, it sounds like it was so great. It looked so amazing. <laughs> but I really did see a great difference. You know, Good. some people think that clear and brilliant, you need to do it three or four times and then you see something. No, I did it once. Good. And people actually did notice I didn't wear makeup for like a month. It was great. Good. Um, but I know that, you know, when I left the office, I did say like, oh, P.S., I'm going to Florida in like, you know, a week or two. Right. I bought a big coolie bar sun hat. I brought my 100 SPF. I was like, you know, I looked, I was like a nun at the beach. Protecting your investment. <laughs> yes, exactly. Good. Um, because I knew, you know, listen, I had an appointment with Robert Analik. I'm not going to mess that up. Come on, are you kidding? But um, I, I also, I wanted to know, like, I'm sure people come into your office and then they they maybe don't always follow doctor's orders. Like, oh, of course. Wh- what are some of the things that people do? And, you know, for anyone contemplating a laser treatment um, or really just any, like, you know, big derm, mm-hmm. derm, you know, investment, what do you think that they need to do 
Or like, you know, what should they really listen to you about? Right. Well, I do laugh when people don't use sunscreen. I mean, that, 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 he laughs. So it's He's like, walking down the street it's, like... It's absurd because they come <laughs> in absurd. hoping to improve their skin. Mm-hmm. But 90% of the frustrations on our skin is from the sun. And I'm amazed also when people go and they say that they're using all these fancy products, but they're not using sunscreen because they're investing all this time and energy in something that's supposed to help their skin when they're not doing the number one product. And does that mean like... Um, you can tell I feel badly about this because I put on sunscreen in the morning, but I'm really tr- I'm really trying though to top up in the middle of the day. It doesn't always happen. Are you kind of like uh, a, a stickler about that? Like if you're at the beach, absolutely. No, I mean like but work day. If you're day. in this sort of black box that we're sitting, I'm in right literally now, he's still it. freaking out about our tiny <laughs> studio. I feel like he thinks I feel like, like, like it got smaller. Like, <laughs> do, do you have like a? Well, I'm claustrophobic. This is like. Do you think we're gonna like kidnap you? I don't know what's gonna happen. Why don't you text I your wife? Just open let the her door. Know where... We're gonna suddenly be in like Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd make the big bucks. That's also a time machine, and you can move through space. <laughs> oh my god! Um, okay, so we're sun safe in here. Oh yeah, we got so, that. But what are you? What are patients doing that yeah, are just are kind they? of ruining their skin? Aside from that, uh, and protecting their investment. When you have these sorts of laser treatments, you don't want to be tan before you do it, and you don't want to get a lot of sun exposure in the days that follow. But the duration of how much time before and after has a lot to do with how strong the laser treatment is. Mm. And you can figure that out based on how much downtime you expect to have. Mm. So if you're going to have a procedure where you're going to be a little flushed pink for a few hours, I just ask people to be careful for a couple of days before and you know several days after. So the fact that you went to the beach, it was a week after we did the it, clear it was, like, it was about like 10 days after. Yeah, yeah. That, that was fine. If you had asked me, I would have said that was fine. I don't remember mm. if you asked or not. But it was it would have been fine uh, because I think I, I asked like as I was like walking out probably as we were bye. finished I was like I'm going to Miami bye thank you so much <laughs> but it would have been fine and it is fine and nothing bad happens no. right? because you you use the sunscreen and the cool bar yes. and all that stuff so um, the reason we want people to be careful is that when the skin gets irritated or inflamed even in a controlled way with the laser which is actually helping the skin if that get, interacts with pigmented skin beyond your normal pigment or you get a lot of sun exposure, that combination of inflammation and ultraviolet light exposure can leave some sort of pigmentation on the surface of the skin. PIH. PIH. death of me. Post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Yeah. But PIH, yeah. So it, it, it is frustrating. So um, that, yeah. What about like if there is some irritation? What are some of the aftercare products that you like to recommend? Because I know you can't really use a lot of active ingredients right after you get a treatment, right? Right. So if what you're... Like- I wouldn't ever encourage somebody to use... Um, irritating ingredients in the days following while something is resolving. So, you know, I I wouldn't encourage you to go home and use your salicylic acid wash and your benzoyl peroxide wash and your, you know, any sort of these irritating products uh, the day after you have um, a Fraxel, since we're talking about Fraxel. Because your skin is going to be pink and a little swollen Mm -hmm. you're going to be dry and flaky and it's not going to respond well to further irritation. So do I just slather on like petroleum jelly or is there like... Don't do that either. You know, there's a tendency out there for people to grab Vaseline, right? because it's so hydrating in their mind. The problem is that that is completely occlusive. So if you slather that over your whole face, which I think some people do even when we say don't, and they break out with acne because the pores are all clogged. But you can definitely hydrate well with any sensitive skin moisturizer. I mean, there's so many out there, the Neutrogenas and Cetaphils and CeraVe's and Oil of Olay. Is Aquaphor more breathable? My friend who's a derm, she's like, I always suggest Aquaphor over Vaseline. These are just brand names, but there's other products like that because it is a little bit breathable. Is that true? It's more that it's more um, hydrating because Aquaphor and Vaseline don't differ except that Aquaphor also has lanolin in it, which is a moisturizing agent. Okay. So it's, it, it feels a little nicer, sits a little nicer. Unless you have a lanolin 
allergy. <laughs> Unless you have a allergy, exactly. Which I've heard more and more people people talk have about. it. Yeah, people have that's it. That's the yeah. sebum of a wool or of a sheep. If that's anybody right. wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so gentle products, no actives afterwards. Got it. Um, what about if you can't swing a laser treatment? Like, what's the next best thing? Yeah. So um, prevention, it, mm-hmm. right? Of course, um, and. It's going to be hard to compete with a laser if you're trying sure. to improve pigment or work with collagen. Um, there are superficial peels, which people can use, um, even superficial peels that people can use at home that are- That's not going to happen with redness, though, but that's more for the-, the... the Pigmentation issues and yeah. some clogged pores. I mean, glycolic peels on a regular basis are helpful. Yeah. Um, sal acid peels or salicylic acid washes for acne are extremely helpful. So you can do those things mm-hmm. and improve the quality of the skin. And, you know, I'm sure you've talked about retinols quite yeah. often on this show. Yeah. Um, you know, retinol is is the most effective topical product that you can use to reverse the damage that you've seen on your skin from the sun. Is do you like a... people to do that before they come to you to sort of like get their baseline better before they see you or? It would take so many years of using that to compete with what, what you, you can get. do. And yeah. Is there something, is there a product that you really like? Like a retinol that you really like? Or What's in Dr. Analyx's medicine cabinet? Well, I use the prescription retinoids. I use tretinoin, which is the generic mm-hmm. form of retin-A. Um, there are, no, there's not one that you could use. Um, Skin Medica makes them, Elastin makes them, Neutrogena makes them, Rock makes them, in terms of retinols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell people to use the one that's going to be not irritating on their skin. And that could be the formulation of the retinol or it could be um, what it's delivered in, the serum or the solution or the moisturizing components that come with it. Okay. And if sunscreen's so important mm-hmm. to you, yeah. what sunscreen do you use? I So I mostly use Neutrogena. Um, and I also use the Anthelios. Um, those are the two. I oh, think. the La Roche Posay. La Roche Posay and Anthelios. Yeah. yeah, I think those have the really the broadest coverage and, and and hold well. And I always use an SPF of thirty or higher. And are you cool with like I like a chemical sunscreen and a physical sunscreen? So sure. I'm getting all the wavelengths sure. covered. You know, the physical sunscreens are the most effective. That's the zinc and the titanium. But the ones that truly act as a physical blocker, the zinc and titaniums, do make the skin look pasty white. Oh, I don't mind. I'm just going to – I look like I have toothpaste <laughs> on my face, but then you know it's working, you know? You know it's working. And if not. you don't mind looking like that at the beach, but, you know, day to day – Yeah, you're not going to put it on. You yeah. won't put that on. Yeah. So – but, you know, so I, I – you know, if you're using any sunscreen, SPF 30 or higher, you should be in good shape. And what do you wash your face with? So uh, that's that's where I'm really simple. So I, 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 I've said a fill at home. Cetaphil. It's always like a Cetaphil. You guys love it. We do. It's weird, isn't it? I've been using a lot of the There's like a Cetaphil lobby out there that's hitting up all the doctor's offices. (laughs) Like what about some nice CeraVe or a little like – I love CeraVe moisturizer especially because they're packed with those ceramides, which we have in our skin. Those are oils and they're anti-inflammatory. And I feel like we're complementing all the natural ceramides we have in our skin when we're using that on the body. Okay. That's a good one Sometimes, you know, I don't – not that I – Treat so much of the dry skin and eczemas that are out there, but when patients mention they have it, I encourage them to get a jar of that CeraVe moisturizing cream for that reason. Good Who too. knew you were so cheap and cheerful? I love I it. I know, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're spending $10,000 on your laser, so you need like yeah, $5. Exactly. That's all the money you've got left. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm very oh, thank informative. You. Thank I you. I hope so. It was. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. 
To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 